Chris Miles was able to retire twice by the time he was 39 years old. But he's not content to just enjoy his own financial freedom and peace of mind. Chris wants you to have your own ripple effect so you can live free today. He's not the financial advisor you expected. He's the anti-financial advisor you deserve. He's jumping behind the mic right now, ready to make waves. Here's Chris Miles. Hello, my fellow Ripplers. This is Chris Miles, your cash flow expert and anti-financial advisor. One more show for you, those that work so freaking hard for your money, and you want your money to start working harder for you right now. You want that freedom of cash flow today, not 30 or 40 billion years from now, but right now, so you can live that life that you love with those that you love. But most importantly, guys, it's not just about getting rich. It's about living a rich life. Because as you're blessed financially, you have a greater capacity to bless the lives of others. Guys, thank you so much for joining us today. I appreciate you guys that you've been binging on these shows. You've been sharing with other people. And guys, we just loving it. Thank you again for rating us on YouTube as well as on Apple iTunes. As a reminder, if you have any information you want to be able to find out or learn more about us, you can always go to moneyripples.com and check that out now. Hey, how amazing would it be if you could create monthly cash flow, passive income from making at least double digit returns on your money? And get this, it's only $1,000 or more that you need to invest. Guys, that's exactly what Secured Investment Corp. does. They actually do short-term lending to real estate investors that's backed by real estate that you can actually return double-digit returns on. That means 10% or better. It's also IRA-friendly, and you can even reinvest those monthly distributions to create compound interest on your money, too. If you want to learn more about that, go check out securedinvestmentcorp.com. That's secured, S-E-C-U-R-E-D, investmentcorp.com. All right, guys. So I brought on a repeat guest again, a guy that we actually did a two-part episode last time. We we're talking about mortgages and how that works with why you want a 30-year mortgage and whatnot. Well, guys, we're bringing Aaron Chapman back again. Now, if you guys don't know, man, he has been in the finance industry for about 25 years. The guy is in the top 1% of mortgage brokers in the country. So he's doing over 100 different loans per year. Plus, again, out of 300,000 people in this industry, he's in the top 1%. He knows this stuff. And we're going to talk today about really how can you take advantage of this? How can you really take advantage of what's going on with the interest rates right now to be able to use this with real estate investing? And heck, we might even talk about how that all works together with infinite banking too. So Aaron, welcome back. Hey, Chris, how you doing, brother? Man, I am freaking awesome and tired at the same time. Just got back into town. I know we were both at a conference, so it's good yeah, to see you. conferences, just- man, because you're on the whole damn time. And you go all the way in from Thursday to Sunday, and then you come back, and now you have to deal with all the stuff you created while you're there. And then I took Ellen, my head of operations, with me, and that helped create even more. So now we got more to do, which is great. It's what we want, but man, it does take a toll on it. Now, something interesting about the stats you were just given, I appreciate you throwing all those stats out there. I come to a discovery this last year. I had got a call from this outfit called Modex that tracks everything that goes on in my industry. There's 1.4 million people that do the job I do because the 300,000 is the licensed guys. You've got a lot of unlicensed people that work in the banking sector, the actual mm. federal chartered banks. So as a result of that, there's 1.4 million of us. The average person that 1.4 million is doing between zero and one transaction per month. We're averaging a little over 1,200 a year for the last three years. So I'm doing 100 a month compared to zero to one a month. It could be 99 times what the other people are doing, which is pretty wild to consider how blessed we are for the amount of business that rolls off my desk to my team. And it's all mostly for real estate investors. We do a lot of your people's mm-hmm. primary residences. We do regular mortgage deals. 
And then we use those same type of regular mortgage deals to do loans on investment properties. And then, of course, we utilize the infinite banking strategy with many of our clients to help them to build this engine to create wealth with. Yeah, it's the kind of thing I want to talk about today, because the one thing that became apparent when we were at that conference over the weekend, at least it became apparent in my mind, even though it wasn't said, it's kind of what you hear when you kind of start to derive from the things you're hearing, is that most people are kind of waiting for the opportune moment. They're waiting for the opportune time of, hey, you know what, maybe I'm just waiting for those mortgage rates to come down to this exact mark or wherever it was before. I'm waiting for the feds to do this or do that. But usually by the time you hear it in the news, you've already missed the boat. What's your perspective right now on rates and what's happening? Well, what I tell a lot of people, because there's a lot of speculation that rates are going to get better, we're going to get some sort of normal market. What people don't realize is what a normal market really is. People say we're going to get our rates back to a normal market. I just have to ask them, what is a normal market to you? And then you start to listen to them talk about the interest rates that were in the threes and the four percents, or actually even the twos for your owner occupied loans. Because when you start understanding their experience, their experience has only been the last eight, nine years. Well, the last eight, nine years go back even before that. 2009 started the quantitative easing process that was being shoved out by the federal government where they're creating money out of thin air and shoving into the markets to create liquidity for us to be able to lend from. Now, I'd encourage everybody watch the big short. That tells you the history of the mortgage-backed securities. The loans that you get from the banks, from mortgage guys, everybody, it's not their money. It's not that bank's money. It comes from mortgage-backed securities. There's these pool of funds that are created out there that investors can invest in. It's no different. What's funny is people like to track the U.S. Treasuries. They want to look at the 10-year to tell you what interest rates are doing. The 10-year is a whole separate thing. That's another bond. You're lending money to the government. You're buying this bond for 10 years. They're paying a flat rate of return for 10 years before you get the principal back. The same thing. You're putting the money into mortgage-backed security. They're paying you the rate of return plus the principal to pay it back over 30 years. It's a 30-year bond. But if you understand the mortgage-backed securities, you can see the mortgage-backed securities trade day in and day out. And this is what's going to tell you what's doing with the mortgage-backed securities. So when I get share screen capability, I'll be able to show you guys an actual mortgage-backed security being tracked. And so, yeah, in fact, we got it right here. This is what that looks like. Every single day, you're going to hear, well, my screen is loading. So I'll just kind of explain what we've got here. So what you're going to have is every day they're going to have it tracked by what they call a Japanese candlestick. It's going to start at a certain point. It's going to end at a different point. If it's green, it means it improved that day. If it's red, it means it lost ground that day. People sold out. So the trading went backwards. Now, we'll follow these trends of where it's going. Right now, we've kind of stabilized, but we're still seeing some negative movement because it's the type of thing that's going on in the market. That's, it's being driven mostly by fear. It's being driven by the economy. It's being driven by inflation. And right now, inflation is way more out of control than they want to make it. So because of all those things, we have seen mortgages actually get a lot hotter and a lot higher over the last, I guess, year and a half now. But we talk about normal market. What is a normal market? Well, a normal market is, I think, going to be higher than the interest rates we're experiencing right now. So right here, the, if we're looking at the mortgage-backed securities, I referenced the, these, the green ones and the red ones. This one shows you a very, very, very positive day. Started very low. A lot of money filtered into the market that day. They felt confident with the inflation readings to put a ton of money into the market. And they've continued to have some positive days. Well, then we get to a point up here. If you look at these lines that I've drawn, this is a line that would be a level that most traders might do a sell order. You can see how often they sold off when it hit that line. Then we went down to what would have been a support, which would have been a buy order, but there was enough negative news that day that it went below that support. Now we're in a much more negative position. Our rates are higher than they were, was that six trading days ago? So 
This is a lot to explain here. Just know we're watching these charts all the time that tell us what to expect, but it's kind of hard to expect anything because there's so much going on in the economy. There's so much going on globally that can drive the rates one way or the other. Now, one thing that when we're talking about the normal market thing that I referenced earlier, we tracked the interest rates from 1971 till today. That's when 30-year fixes have been available. 1971 till today, the average interest rate for the homeowner, so me buying a house to live in, getting a 30-year fixed mortgage, which is, again, another thing that we do, 7.769% has been the average since 1971. If you take out quantitative easing, where the federal government created money, dumped it in those pools to lend out at cheap rates, that $8.9 trillion they created out of thin air, you take that out, the average interest rate from 1971 to January 2009 is 9.11%. So Way below say, let's get back to normal, normal market, meaning the market itself, the people out in the world investing into the security, 9.11% is what it was when the normal market was operating. So what we have right now is interest rates in the low sevens, high sixes for investors. We're below the normal market people. And so I tell everybody, you need to lock now because I have no idea what 13 years of quantitative easing is going to have as far as an effect on the market. People could claim that they're going to go down. They don't have any evidence what's going to bring it down. Anything other that's going to bring it down is creating more liquidity to shove into it. Are they creating more liquidity? No, they're trying to take liquid out of the market because our inflation's been out of control. How does inflation go out of control? Too much money chasing too few goods. We have supply chain issues. We have labor issues. We have shortages of housing across the market. So since we have shortages here and you want to get the inflation under control, you have to shrink the supply of capital. You have to shrink the supply of money that people have to spend to get inflation under control. How do they do that? Jobs, we're losing jobs like crazy. People getting laid off all over the place. Jobs report came out last week, 90%. And I don't know if I'm supposed to say that on your show, but that's what it was. They could show the Bureau of Labor Statistics report showed like 800 and some odd thousand jobs. But when you start peeling back the layers, they created a new algorithm in the report based upon our population that added 809,000 jobs to the bottom line for this fictitious algorithm. We don't have those jobs. We don't have that money coming in. They're trying to shrink the supply of cash because we have a shrinking supply of goods. They got to get inflation under control, but they also have to make it look like they're creating more jobs. So our so-called current administration looks like they're doing something, which we know they're not. So we have this massive mess churning around. What I need to tell everybody is like, guys, control you control as long as you can control it. Right now, if you're going to invest in real estate or you're going to leverage real estate, leverage it now for 30 years. Don't get suckered into the arms. Don't get suckered into the 10-year fixes with 20-year amortizations. Those are destructive. They will put you in a bad spot. Get that 30 years, hold it, because we have no clue what's going to happen coming forward. And I have seen a lot of things. I've been in this in 1997. I get a lot of real estate investors that I see put stuff out, like in social media on different groups that I'm in, like masterminds and whatnot. And a lot of them are really convinced that the rates are coming back down. They're like, yeah, the Fed's going to stop raising rates in a few months, maybe one more hike, and then we're done, which I think is crap. But what do you think about that when you hear that? Like, do you really think it could go down on the mortgage rate side? Or do you think it's really going to start going up continually on this 30-year fix, especially? The only way to get the mortgage rates to come back down and go down significantly is to get inflation under control. Because think about this, the time value of money. What happens to the dollar's value with inflation? Goes down. Goes down, right? Your buying power shrinks. So here's how to illustrate this. I was 22 years old. Go to Taco Bell and get two bean burritos, two tacos, and a drink for $1.99. Do you remember that? Their mm-hmm. value menu? My daughter wanted to go to Taco Bell the other day. I haven't been there in a long time. So she's like, what do you want? She wanted two burritos and two tacos and a drink. I'm like, okay, $1.99, big deal. 
I drove through that drive-through, 15 bucks is what they wanted for that. So that's how much things have changed since I was 22. I'm 48. So it's 26 years. It's a length of time, but $1.99 to $15, a big jump for something like that. So it tells us what's happening with the dollar's value. It's declining that rapidly. So in an 8% inflation, that means the dollar's losing 0.666% of its value. And I know people right now say, oh, they're saying inflation is like six something, you know, the CPI. Guys, the CPI has been cooked for a very long time. They have changed how you calculate the CPI constantly. They only look at specific items, not the real state of the economy. The real state of the economy, go to shadowstats.com, look at their alternative data, go down to inflation. You're going to find it somewhere right around 14%. Just go off the top of my head, look there to get accurate. Don't say Aaron Chapman's wrong. You do the look, but it's in the teens. So if I use just 8%, that means our dollar is losing 0.666% of its value every time you pay a payment on your loan. So that being the situation and inflation doing that, nobody wants to give you money for 30 years and let you pay it back with something losing value so fast. So what's going to happen is they're going to watch to see how that is under control. And that's going to drive more money into the bonds if inflation gets really, really low. We don't see that. I don't see that particular kind of thing happening. Now, the Fed lowering rates has nothing to do with mortgage rates directly. Nothing has to do with your credit cards, things like that. They're a really quick overnight rate. It's the rate between the banks really is what they're doing. And it's an overnight rate. When the Fed raises rates, it slows down or increases the cost of things to the average human being. Therefore, they should be thinking twice about spending money, putting themselves into a much costlier debt. But because we've created credit cards, we create so many ways for a person just to spend money indiscriminately, we've actually created a psychological effect of spending. So inflation is not getting under control. Them drop, and what's funny is there was a guy there at our event who we had a call with, and he mentioned how they just raised rates a quarter percent, so rates went up, and people's mortgages going up. It actually went down because when they raised the rate on the federal level, the federal fund rate, that means cost of goods got more expensive. People held back on spending. Inflation went down. Mortgages got better. More money went to mortgages. Therefore, our rates dropped a half a percent in cost. They got better. So. Just because the Fed raises the rates doesn't mean it's going to get better. But when the Fed starts, if the Fed starts dropping it right now in today's environment, I think we would risk an inflation spike or risk of inflation, and therefore our mortgage rates may go up. Them raising the rates can usually and oftentimes have a negative effect on mortgage interest rates or an opposite effect on mortgage rates. So those who tell you, well, if the Fed does this or Fed does that, and they're trying to correlate the same, all that tells you that person doesn't know about what they're talking about. Let the real estate guys worry about what type of faucets to put in the house and whether it should have tile or laminate flooring and let us, the lenders, worry about the loans and the rates. The thing about most lenders, especially in today's environment, I'll caution you on this too, they're doing, the average guy doing between zero and one transaction per month. They're going to tell you whatever the hell they have to to get you to close the loan. Now, a lot of them are going to offer arms and short-term deals because it looks better in your cash flow. Turn around, just get the hell away from those guys as fast as you can because they have no idea what they're doing. They don't. I've been doing it, working with investors since 03. I've been doing this since 1997. Thousands of deals. I don't care if I close the one. What I care about is you having a successful business so I can close your number 10 or your number 20. Because if you fail in one, you're not doing two, three, and four. But if you're successful in one, two, three, and four, you're going to do number 20. And we're going to be there standing there with you. Yeah, that's a good point. When I used to do mortgages, the one time I'd follow the 10-year treasury yield specifically was because that would tend to affect the arm rates because arm rates change all the time based more on how those yields are going, the Federal Reserve and everything else, where the 30-year mortgage note is a little bit different. Like it doesn't quite move that way. It's actually more stable. It's more steady. 100% more stable because the people putting their money in there know it's going to be locked for a longer period of time. Yeah. But 
when you're doing the arms, they're going to be tied to possibly the library. Well, used to be the library index. That's gone. We Remember, we used to have time to the treasury. It tied to the two-year, the five-year, the 10-year, seven-year, that kind of thing. So yes, it will move with that. As that adjusts, it'll adjust. But it's also locked in for adjusting year after year. Now is not the time to put yourself in that position. I will constantly okay. scream. The person needs to lock it up and control it for as long a period of time as possible. I'm trying to remember the exact quote you said up on stage, but I thought it was a perfect little soundbite. You mentioned something about... Was it the Buffett quote? No, not that one. It was actually your own quote. <laughs> so it was really about if rates go up, you look like a hero. If they go down, you refi. That was actually the Warren Buffett quote. So Warren Buffett says oh. the third year fixed is the greatest financial instrument in history because it's a one-way bet. If the rates go down, if you were wrong and you bet on 30 years, it actually goes down, then you just refinance. Big damn deal. But if they go up, you've protected yourself from significant financial devastation. And the reason I brought that up is because there was, there was a significant amount of people in that room that bought in a specific state with a specific lender that could close the loan in three weeks instead of my four weeks and give them a 10-year fixed with a 20-year amortization. And the big selling point was you can get a quarter percent lower interest rate and you can close a week faster. My question was, is how do you feel about that quarter percent now? And how do you feel about that week? Because now you know that in the next three to four years, they got to refinance. And that quarter percent don't matter anything now because the interest rates have more than doubled. And now they also had a shorter term, that 20-year amortization. That means they've paid more on the house. While the dollar was worth more, they spent more money. It cost yeah. them. It's counterintuitive. This is giving me a hard thing to wrap your heads around. But the faster you pay off the house, the more you give the banks. Only give them what they're willing to take. The other thing is when people sell you on that, the reason you get a lot of banks trying to get you to refinance every four or five years, that's a very common thing, is because they don't want to hold it for 30 years. They hold it for 30 years, they lose money. They want to convince you to refinance in that first five years. Why? Look at your amortization table. It's a pile of interest in the first five years. I have a client, a case study where I showed him he started with a $120,000 mortgage. He called me four years later, say it's time to refinance. The rate went down. I said, no, not unless you're pulling cash out. It's a stupid move. And we argued a bit. And I finally acquiesced and did it because that's what he was traditionally taught. Refinance if the rates drop a certain percentage. He had paid almost $37,000 in payments over that four years. His balance went out down just over 6000 just barely over 6000 We paid almost $37,000. Balance just went over a little over 6000 By the time we were done with the refinance, he had $6,000 between closing costs, appraisal, taxes, insurance. He added it to the loan. He was literally, his new loan was $102 less than the original loan. And he reset that where he's in that heavy interest period. What does that do for him? He still stays in financial servitude for the every year. For the, If he does that every four to five years, in 20 years, he'll almost as much as what he started with 20 years before, where if he went the other direction, like I said, just stay with the loan, he'd only have a third of the balance left. And he paid it with a diminishing instrument like the US dollar. So when you're a real estate investor, don't take your cash flow to pay down the mortgage any faster. Keep that money and reinvest yes. it somewhere else. Infinite banking strategy. Go that route. I highly encourage you to do that. As you're paying it back, you're paying it back as it's diminishing with somebody else's money. You're writing off the interest as if it was yours, and you get to keep the spread as you're raising rents because we're in an inflationary environment with rents increasing year over year. Your cash flow is compounding in growth. What you're paying back is compounding in decline, and you're winning. I have an app. You can go to the app store, the QJO investment tool, as far as it's called the quit jerking off investment tool. Download it. Go to the question mark in the corner. Reach out to me. Tell you download it. I will send you the videos on how to use it. Send us a message to my website. I'll send you four or five videos. I'll send them to you 
Chris, so you could push that out to everybody to understand the time value of money. You never even pay back what you borrowed if you pay it back over 30 years. That's right. Yeah, that whole compound versus simple interest is a big, big key thing that when I learned, it just blew my mind what you could actually do with that. And just really how little you pay in interest on a mortgage anyways. 100%. Uh, People calculate incorrectly all the time. It's not their fault. That's what they've been Mm -hmm. taught. But my job is to ensure that everybody hears the problem is I'm one voice amongst hundreds of thousands of other voices that don't get it. Yeah. Believe me, nobody else gets it. There's nobody else talking about it in my space. They don't care. They just want to close a loan. I need you to be successful. And I'm sending you actually this app right now. Yeah, I know you had me downloaded before too. Well, now you have the videos on how everybody use all those calculators. Awesome. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, I really appreciate it. I know that's going to be some good stuff. Some comment on what you said earlier too. I think that's really useful. Like when you're comparing yourself to that other loan that people thought they're going to get a deal on, like you said, that 20-year amortization versus 30-year makes you pay a higher payment. Therefore, you get less profit off that property. And right now, especially, we hung out with guys that have turnkey properties and things like that. Some of those turnkey guys have very, very little profit. I mean, they have very little to give. You start trying to do some sort of 20-year mortgage, and now maybe you're breaking even on your payments. That's a risky move to take. You, know, you want yeah. as much profit as you can possibly get. 100%. And I'm definitely with you on the whole profit thing. When it comes to profit, you got to understand where your profits are, especially as a turnkey investor. The profits as an investor, the one buying those and holding them for the 30 years, is not all just your cash on cash return. It's not the cash that flows into your bank. Now, you want to be sure you're not going negative. But too often people are so focused in on what's my cash on cash return, they fail to realize that just paying down the mortgage, just having somebody in the house making the payments, you never leaving, taking another penny out of your pocket to pay the mortgage or the maintenance or the utilities or any of that kind of stuff or the taxes, yeah. that alone will return to you 10.25% annually on your initial investment. I can show you guys that all day long, that that's how yeah. that works. It's a compound growth in itself. Then you get the tax deductions, then you get the appreciation, then you get the depreciation. I mean, a depreciation play is huge if you're trying to save on tax money. You know, those all yeah. play in. Then every year you get to raise rents. Eventually you go from like $20 a month cash flow within five years. You can see it depending upon what your base rent is, compounding through three, four, five hundred dollars a month cash flow. You just right. have the long game. There's one thing I definitely want to point out and make sure people think about. When did you ever hear that you could start a business from the ground up? and be cash flowing profitable day one. Doesn't happen. No such thing. They always have told you, get three to five years worth of reserves so you can start your business and be successful in three to five years. That's the way real estate has always been. If you want to cash flow, you got to be in it for three to five years. You can't just buy one house, you got to buy 10. You've got to dig in there, you got to wait. But we had this run of this extremely crazy interest rates and low prices coming back up off the crash. Because of that, that is why people have to see these cash on cash returns that were completely irregular for such a long period of time. Take that window of time out and throw it away because that doesn't exist. I don't know that it'll ever exist again. It never existed before, should never have existed. And now we spoil people and they don't think right. We have a new generation of investor coming up. They will get it. They will take over the market. You guys that have been around for the last 10 years, you're going to be left sucking at it in the background. It's said better myself, man. Well, I appreciate you being on. And yeah, we'll definitely share those videos with everybody and, and share your app as well so people can download that and, and find it there. Again, such great knowledge, such great information, so timely right now because I really do believe people are missing out on an opportunity where you just don't see people in the news saying, this is the time right now to lock your rates. And I think this is it. We could be wrong, but- This could uh, be the lowest I, rates we see in 40 years. Rates have them to go down since the 80s, 40 years. We now saw the lowest they've ever been. We could be seeing them go up and climb for the next 40 years. Guys, this could be the lowest rate you'll ever see in your lifetime, depending upon your age. 
don't get suckered by these other guys out there just trying to close you, man. They are it's, humans are the apex predator. We fall prey to no other species except other humans. These sons are circling you. Amen. Aaron, again, thank you so for joining us today. Everybody else, you're looking to either one, you're looking to refinance and or two, you're looking to actually purchase properties right now. This might be your opportunity. This might be your window. I actually even hear people saying that it's the real estate market is picking up. It's getting more competitive once again. So guys, you want to make sure you can take advantage of that now while you can. Be sure to reach out to Aaron and his team, which we'll put in the show notes, not just on the, the video or the podcast you're listening to, but also you can go to moneyripples.com and get the transcript of this with the actual links put in the notes there. So guys, again, it's useless to you unless this actually gets you to move to action. You move to action, you get results. Go and make it a wonderful and prosperous week. We'll talk to you later. Visit us online at moneyripples.com for more resources to help you fix money leaks and get your money working harder for you now. Now.